Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. This is Steve Bose, and I was recently at the iSolved Connect conference in Palm Desert, California, where I had the chance to meet with and interview several members of the iSolved leadership team, as well as some iSolved customers, and we are happy to share those conversations here on the HR Happy Hour Media Network. On today's show, you will hear my conversation with Amy Mosier, Chief People Officer at iSolved. We had a chance to talk about new HR technology innovations and the impact of AI on leaders. We also had a chance to discuss how iSolved is improving employee experience and how it impacts business outcomes. And after that, Julie Montgomery joined the show. Julie is the Vice President of Human Resources at Community First Credit Union. We talked about HR challenges they face and how technology can streamline the processes to positively affect their organization. Thanks again to my friends at iSolve for having me, and we hope you enjoy the show. We're back at iSolve Connect. I'm Steve Bose. I'm joined by Amy Mosier, Chief People Officer at iSolve. Hey. Amy, how are you? I'm very good. It's a pleasure to be here, Steve. Thank you for being here. It's great to see you. It's nice to see you as well. You told me before we started recording, you like to be a busy person. You enjoy <laughs> it. I think you've picked the right place to come and the right day to be busy. This is, is a crazy event. It is amazing and crazy. Like The very best part of everything that we do in HR is here. And it's terrific to network with everyone. I mean, I'm learning so much more than the, than the attendees here. Let's get into it, Amy. It's been a big year for iSolved, a big, fun, successful, challenging, yeah. but a kind of exhilarating year from the, the updates we got this morning mm-hmm. at the keynote. Mm-hmm. What are some of your kind of reflections back on the, the last 12 months since the last Connect? Wow, what a ride. Um, it's, a, it's not just, it's not even a roller coaster. You couldn't even call it that because it's all been kind of uphill. To be honest, um, but I, I feel yeah, that's like... definitely not a roller coaster. That's a mountain climb. It really has been, and it's been incredible. The absolutely uh, most uh, exciting year I probably ever had in my career, and I think the next one's going to be just as exciting. Uh, there's so much going on in the world of HR. I mean, just the this AI and all of the predictive analytics that we're going to be able to take advantage of. Right. It really is an incredible experience for HR. It's going to enable us, I think, to do more things that we've wanted to do as HR practitioners. The, the nice to haves, if you will. Um, I feel like I'm lucky because at iSolved we get to do all of that. We get to do the engagement, we get to do the DEIMB work, we get to um, be at the forefront of communication across the business and enablement. And there are a lot of HR departments and functions that don't have an opportunity to do that. But I think if they really take advantage of some of this new technology and the new uh, things that are happening around uh, around HR, that they will be able to do that in the future. Yeah, Amy, it's so fun for me to talk to CPOs and CHROs of HR companies or yes. HR tech companies, because you're kind of seeing both sides yeah. of things, right? You're, you're obviously have your own issues as as a chief people officer, right? With hiring, with retention, with development, Mm -hmm. leadership development, all the Mm -hmm. things, right? But you're also in touch with and in tune with this huge customer community 
right? Of ISOP yes. customers who have their challenges as well. Yes. So let's let's keep your first hat on first, right? Sure. And then we'll talk about some of the things the community is telling you. Mm-hmm. Are you guys facing the things we hear most organizations facing in terms of, hey, war for talent still out there. We got to en- make sure we're engaging people and uh, adapting to people and whether it's hybrid work, whether it's, you know, more um, creative ways of compensation and benefit plans. I'd love for you to comment a little bit about just with your CPO hat on a little bit. Sure. So, yes, we see all of those same challenges that the rest of the industry uh, and other industries feel um, from a talent acquisition and retention perspective. Um, The challenge for us is that we're not waiting for the trend to occur. We're foreseeing the trend happening um, before it actually does. I think when you're in HCM, you really do have to be at the forefront of HR. You're trying out new things that maybe you haven't seen before. You're being a little more creative from an HR perspective, and that is incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Are there one or two things that are, they could be technology related, they don't have to be, but there are one or two things as you think back over the last, say, couple of years, Mm. hey, this has really been effective for us, whether it's a leadership development program, a high pro program, it's maybe reaching out to more diverse candidate pools. Is there some one or two HR talent kind of programs that come to mind Uh that you look back on and say, yeah, that was, that was a good one for us. Absolutely. And I'm going to steal one, one of the things that you said, and it's really reaching out to, um, I I think, underutilized um, talent pools. Uh, And it's things like um, our reach out across military. Oh, and military okay. spouses. Um, yeah. Our enablement work that we do uh, in uh, identifying, you know, moms that stay at home and work remote. Sure. Um, it's looking at talent pools that you may not have thought of as being skilled talent pools in the past and enabling them to have better different skills that are better utilized across your business. Okay. Um, and that is uh, an area where I think it's allowed us to be even more effective. We've grown significantly over the last three years and not just in replacement hires. We don't have a high level of attrition, honestly. but. We do have a lot of need for new and different skill sets, and so we're starting to think about how do we upskill our existing our existing um, sure. employee base instead of going out and finding new talent, right? Um, or how do we bring in brand new talent that doesn't have a lot of skill set yet and upskill them? And so I think we're going to see this trend in enablement happen very, very soon. A lot of what James was talking about earlier today and how its connection to AI, but for us, we've seen it over the last year really evolving into more of an enablement function um, than probably anything else, both from a talent acquisition perspective and from an internal development perspective. Yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing some of those uh, examples, right, of some of the programs you've done here at ISOLT, and that really resonates with us as well here at the show, because we spent a lot of the last couple of years focusing on um, access to opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that goes hand in hand with this yes. idea of let's expand the talent pool as we search for talent, as yes. we look for the skills that we need, yes. and we look for the skills we need in the future, right? Yes. So things like uh, moms who maybe left the workforce yes. and are ready to re-enter. We did a yeah. show about that. We've done a couple of shows with, uh, you didn't mention this, but I, I, we've done a couple of shows with um, helping formerly incarcerated individuals re-enter the workforce and have access to opportunity. And certainly we've done a few uh, episodes over the last couple of years on military veterans, yes. right, and helping them transition back yes. to the workforce. Those are all great examples yes. of ways organizations can think a little bit more 
Oh, expansively yeah. about mm -hmm. talent, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, right? Because uh, James talked about this morning in the keynote a little bit about thinking about skills, yes. you know, in hiring and, and maybe de-emphasizing, maybe not ignoring, but de-emphasizing some of the traditional requirements for a job. Uh, is that something you think about too? It definitely is. In fact, we implemented a new behavioral interview process this year okay. that really focuses on how an individual has worked and addressed opportunities or come up with solutions in the past. Not necessarily what they've done, but how they've done it and how that might translate into our own culture and the new roles that we have um, that we're hiring for every day. So um, it's a lot more about fit if you will, okay. that it is about prior experience. And we feel like because we've addressed the enablement opportunity and we're, we're training so much internally and doing a great job, I, I would toot our own horn okay. there on that Pat one. yourself on the back. That's cool. No <laughs> Not worries. me. The people who do the work, like I'm just <laughs> in awe on a daily basis of their ability to just get people up to speed so quickly um, and understand their learning habits and, you know, really, really go deep in that. But I am really excited about hiring individuals who may not have done the jobs before, but have those attributes that we feel like are so important to our culture and the behaviors that we feel like we'll be able to translate to these roles. It is really interesting. And that has really broadened our scope. Yeah, I really love that. And I, I love how it creates... Um it creates a more diverse place to work as it does. well, doesn't it? it right, does. because you're not just going to the same hiring pools, the same. It absolutely I don't know if you do does. active college recruiting or not. We but, do, but mm -hmm. you know, going to the same half a dozen schools every That's year, right. right? Which a lot of organizations, you know, have fallen into that. Well, it's over about the years. relationships, yeah. right? And once you've got, you've had some success somewhere, you want to repeat that success. I yeah, think. Amy. One of the big themes that sort of now bridges your kind of two hats you sort of wear here, mm -hmm. right? At I saw your your CPO hat, mm -hmm. but as well as your sort of. I don't know if advocate or cheerleader for the customer community. I don't know what the right <laughs> word is. You didn't use that word. I made that word up. But let's call it that for right. now. Um, is this idea of, we heard so much this morning and all year really about AI and automation and just it's it's turned this industry on its head, yes. quite frankly. I, so there's two questions and I'm sort of asking everybody these questions I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet with here at iSouth Connect, which is, one, I'd love your thoughts from, as, a, as a CPO about the, the introduction of technologies like AI into yeah. the practice of HR. And secondly, do you think about the balancing act that I think many uh, CPOs are thinking about of keeping that human touch still there, Yes. right? While we try to introduce all these powerful technologies at the same time. Yeah. I, I love your thoughts. Just let's talk about AI for a couple minutes. Yeah. So first of all, I'm in love with the concept of additional AI. I just feel like predictive any kind of predictive analytics are important to what we do. It's enhancing our ability to address opportunity across our employee base and to spend time on the people and things that we should be spending our time on. I think almost every HR practitioner out there can relate to not having enough hours in the day to touch as many people as yeah, they need to. Yeah, for sure. Figuratively, not literally. But there... Yeah, no, I understand. We're not... <laughs> that literal... Right. That virtual hug. Right, right exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, we want to be able to spend more time doing the things that really add value, and that's spending time with people. And we just don't have enough hours in the day to do it, and this will allow us and give us more opportunity to do so, and I think you have to embrace it in that way. And it will make a lot of us, I think, quite uncomfortable because many of us are not technologists, um, or we don't necessarily have a background that, that enables us to fully understand what AI means, right, Tasha? None of us know yeah. yet. 
And so there's this, this level of, of, of learning that we're all going to have to go through. And I am really personally excited about it. I feel like uh, my strength is, is working directly with people one-on-one or in group settings. And I really feel like this will enable me to do that even more often. Yeah. And I, I think you're right for the most part. I do think um, there's an element of change management Absolutely. here that's been probably underlooked or overlooked, mm-hmm. right, as we mm-hmm. talk about the implementation of any new HR technologies. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, any advice you might have for other chief people officers or heads of HR or directors of HR who are really thinking like you are like-minded in terms of the power and the opportunities here in these technologies, but might be facing maybe a little bit more old-fashioned organization, one that's a little more uh, less likely, say, to to embrace change, or employees even themselves who, you know, might be pushing back on, hey, I want to pick up the phone and talk to someone in HR versus chat away or things like that. I'd love for you thoughts about that and just right. embracing this stuff and I feel like it makes it a little less scary if you think about this as just being the next evolution of self-service if you okay. can get through a certain level of self-service with your culture, this you can address it and almost internally market it in that way to say, look, it's just a smarter level of, of self-service. You're just getting more um, uh, predictive um, about the information that you're being provided, to right. be honest. Um, and that's where I think AI will really start to blossom. And I feel like once you get some really good, positive experience um, from that as, as an employee, right? And often with change, right? You need to see, you know, are the cookies baking here? Is, are they going to be delicious? If they are, right? Yeah. And, and you know, people are enjoying it, you know, and you can make that first experience a positive one. You can introduce other experiences along the way and have a lot more trust in, in the change management process. So I feel like if you think of it that way, it makes it a little bit less scary. If you market it internally that way, just say like, this is enhanced self-service to start. Like, let's just think about it that way, right? You're getting a more um, uh, individualized experience, you're getting um, more direct information that um, that analytics are saying that you need yeah. um, to be more successful or to work faster or more efficiently. So, you know, let's embrace that. Yeah. You know, it can only make you better, stronger, different, right? There's an opportunity there. I, Amy, I love how you mentioned the individualized experience. Uh, another word we've used uh, for that is a personalized experience, yes. right? And we, we are seeing, for sure, really good examples of how AI technology and, and other analytics-type technologies will allow organizations to provide those personalized experiences mm-hmm. to everybody and, and scale them, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the scaling is the real challenge. It it's It's easy easier to do some of these things when the organization is 50 people, 100 people, 150 sure. people. And once it gets to the point where you can't remember everybody's name, right? That's the yes. old line, right? Yes. It's, it's, yes. It becomes challenging it to, really to meet people exactly where they are and for yeah. them to feel like you know them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is real for me, right? We're scaling as a business. We're yeah. about 2,600 employees now. When I started, we were about 500, right? So, so 5X in just a few years. Right. Yeah. You, you can't, I can't know who everyone is, but I try very hard. <laughs> I bet you know many of them. I can tell. I do my best, yeah. Steve. I do my best. But it, as a people person, it really grates on me that I can't know who everyone is, that I can't meet every new hire as they come on board, that I can't give everyone the individualized experience, to your point, that they deserve. And I feel like this is an enablement tool. Right, that will enable us to still give them a personalized experience without having being able to know what, who they are, right, yeah. fully as a person. I, 
I think that there's so much advantage here, and if we can mirror it, it doesn't mean that the people, the, the individualized personal experience goes away from a people, person to person perspective. It just means that you can spend more time doing the things that you really want to do and have actually a more, and this is, this is not going to sound right at all, Go ahead, but have a, a more personalized experience one to one with someone else. And you're going to have time to do that, yeah. right? But still, you're, I feel like it's broadening our ability to reach out to other people in a more personalized way. I don't think it's inhibiting that at all. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Amy. And I think that's almost like the paradox of these powerful is. technologies is that they do really have the potential if they're designed correctly and if they're implemented empathetically and, and administered by people who care, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. yourself and mm -hmm. your team, that they have the ability to actually make HR even more human. Oh, I here, really here. do believe that. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Amy, agree more. it's been so good to see you. Thank Aww. you for taking a few minutes today. You are the busiest person here at the event, <laughs> I was told. So to get you for 15 minutes was a coup. Oh, thank so you. Thank My you. pleasure. Great to see you, and uh, I hope you have a great uh, rest of the conference. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much. That was Amy Moser. She is the chief people officer at ISOF. Sit with Amy. Uh, we'll be back with more from ISOF Connect. That was a really great conversation. Thanks again to Amy for joining me. Next up, let's talk to Julie Montgomery. Here's my conversation with Julie. We're back live at iSolve Connect in Palm Desert, California, and I'm joined by Julie Montgomery. She's the Vice President of Human Resources at Community First Credit Union. Julie, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for taking a few minutes today. My pleasure. Glad it's, to be here. It's a busy event, so I'm always glad we can wrangle someone off the floor and not out of <laughs> sessions for a couple minutes. So Absolutely. Great to see you. First of all, Julie, maybe tell us a little bit about you and then a little bit about Community First Credit Union. Oh, you bet. So um, I'm the Vice President of Human Resources. Um, I've been with Community First Credit Union about five years, though I've been in the human resources field about 20 years. Um, Where is Community First Credit Union? You bet. It's a credit union in southeast Iowa. Nice. We have 21 branches kind of spread throughout southeast Iowa with about 285 employees total. Okay. Right, right. Credit unions are an interesting business, right? Because they're like kind of in the community, right? A real lifeblood of, I'm guessing, some small towns maybe you guys Absolutely. operate in? That's kind of our motto is we're in the rural areas of Iowa and very, very community-based and involved. I love that. That's yeah. great. Great. Uh, Julie, is there like, we've been talking to folks here at iSolve Connect, HR leaders like yourself and about some of their challenges, some of the talent and people challenges maybe their organizations have faced over the last couple of years. Is there anything that comes out for, for you guys that is it is it a hiring thing, retention, development? What are some of the things that concern you as the head of HR there sure. at, at, the, at the credit union? I think, you know, top of mind for a lot of uh, leaders and HR leaders is retention. Okay. Um, turnover seems to have spiked in the last year or so, and I think it has impacted a lot of businesses um, and a lot of individuals, to be honest. Uh, so that's something that we keep top of mind and try to keep a focal point on and see what we can do to um, enhance relationships with our employees uh, to, you know, for better retention. Yeah, that's one for sure, right? Because I imagine when you have positions that uh, perhaps someone does leave and you have positions that are hard to fill, that that's a direct line to customer service, I'd imagine, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it impacts not only the bottom, the bottom line, but also our uh, culture and our morale which is very important to all of us. Yeah, it's probably, it's like, uh, many of these smaller organizations, uh, especially in smaller parts of the country, smaller towns, 
uh, have that sense of community even inside the organization. Is, is community first? It's in your name, I guess. Absolutely. But does it feel like a community as well inside the walls? I would say absolutely to that. Um, we're very much known to be family orientated. Yeah. And, you know, I hear that from new hires a lot, too, is they feel like part of the family. And that's really what we strive for. Yeah, that's great. So, Julie, we're here at iSolve Connect, right? And uh, it's a tech conference, right, for, <laughs> for customers of iSolve and community members of iSolve. I'd love for you to maybe share some thoughts about the role that HR technology, you know, I, could be specific to iSolve or, or more in general, you know, what it plays in your organization. And, and maybe first we'll talk about just kind of the HR function itself. What's, what's it helping you to do? Absolutely. So I would say... Um, you know, for sure, streamlining processes. Uh, when I joined C-First, you know, th that was a different time then when a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, forms were completed and uploaded. Um, with the partnership that uh, we have with iSolve, we've been able to utilize different features in the system to streamline things, okay. um, processes that eliminate the paperwork and, the, and, you know, really honestly saves times for our managers and our staff. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been working with iSolved on, on some of those projects? About six years now. Okay, so pretty much entrenched and kind of got to know it and got to figure out where it's going to make the most benefit for the organization? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something we really partner with our team at iSolved, too, is finding out what where our need is as a business and what what features make sense for us to yeah. utilize. Yeah. And, and imagine that over time you've maybe adopted more things in the mm -hmm. system and put, kind of put more, like, yeah, is that, how, is that kind of how it's gone? Absolutely. Um, you know, specifically iHire, that comes to mind yeah. right away is we have implemented, um, with a partnership with, with iSolve, we've implemented iHire, and that has significantly streamlined our hiring processes. Um, we're able to hire typically in roughly 20 days now, okay. where it, wa it was at one point 30 days or yeah. 90 days. So we've well, really 20 days is outstanding, yeah. pretty much in any measure, right, Absolutely. these days, right? Time to fill is gone through the roof over makes, the last few years. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Absolutely. If you don't mind me asking, before that, mm -hmm. kind of, was the process a little bit manual, a little bit disjointed? How did that work? Very manual. Yeah. Very manual. Um, job descriptions we would post on um, boards ourselves manually. Okay. Um, yeah, super, very, super very tedious. Manual. It's funny because I spend a lot of time talking about HR technology and in the HR technology space, and it's it's easy to forget that lots of organizations out there only fairly recently, or maybe even haven't yet, digitized or automated, whatever word you like, sure. many of these kind of fundamental processes. There's still lots of pretty manual processing going on out there right. for things like hiring. I think it is ever evolving and it just it will continue to change and um, those that keep up with the changes will be successful and um, you know make it part of the organization I think that's what C First has tried to do yeah and it's been super helpful yeah I'd love for you Julie if you could tell us a little bit about uh, whether it's I hire and recruiting or it's other elements of the of, of the technology that you guys have implemented over the years how do the employees respond to it? How do they feel about it? What kind of feedback do you get with the introduction of new technology? Absolutely. I, I think it's very positive. Um, specifically to our new hires, we um, we have a lot of connection with them in the first probably 30 to 60 days of the new hire, and they talk about the experience they had okay. with um, the onboarding process, and it's very positive, and it's just it's great to hear that, and 
you know, take takeaways, if there's areas of improvement, which honestly, there really have been a lot more positive than any takeaways, but it's been a real good experience. And, and um, I think it helps with retention, to be honest with you, too, because somebody coming sure. on to, into the organization, if they have a good onboarding experience, um, they're going to feel safe about the company, about the organization. Right, because we've probably all had that job in our lives, right, where you, you were super excited, right, to start that new position, whatever it was, right, even when we were younger, now, whatever, and that first day or two, whether it's a clunky system or I showed up on that first day, no one's ready for me, or I don't have a you know laptop assigned to me, or, or you name it, or I can't even get in the building, right? right, all the things that can happen, but you do, we're kidding a little bit, but you, you can certainly, a new hire can certainly walk away with boy, this, these, this organization does not know what they're doing and what, what am I doing here? Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The, um, uh, so we're at an HR tech conference at the iSouth Connect conference, and I've certainly, I feel like I've spent my entire year talking with people about AI. We heard some of it this morning as well. Is, is that something that's on the radar? Now, I, I don't, you, know, you sound like a fairly representative, small organization, United States organization, few hundred employees, et cetera. Is AI something that's on yet your mind as an HR leader? Absolutely. Um, we just finished our strategic planning for the year. Okay. And that was most definitely on the agenda and top of mind. Something that we're looking into to see, you know, where do we go from here? How do we utilize that? Does it work for our business? Does it work for our staff? Um, really just finding out the all the things that we need to know about it before we dive in too deep. Yeah, that makes like sense. like most of the employers, I believe, are doing at this time. Well, that makes perfect sense. I, I certainly have heard some pushback from folks. Not pushback, maybe, but just uh, they're taking um, a measured approach, maybe, if that makes sense. Yeah. With And they're thinking about things like security and data right. safety. You're a bank, right? Or right. A, uh, a credit, credit union. But, but credit. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I knew much I said, better, much I, better. I, I knew I said that. You're in the financial services <laughs> business, right? So certainly data security, though, it's got to be, you know, top of mind throughout the organization. So I imagine even in certainly in HR and in, in, in sure. instances like this, data security has got to be an issue as well. Absolutely. And we have an amazing IT team that will uh, help us advance with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have conversations or will you think you'll have conversations with your partners like I solved and others about Hey, tell me, tell me how this really works before we launch it into our ecosystem. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That that'll be on the radar for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we're here at the event. Is there anything uh, you came here to maybe to learn or to maybe want to find out or or any maybe go forward plans? Like, oh boy, I this new thing is coming. I'm excited about that. I'd love to think about like what's kind of the next I don't know, 12, 18 months at Community First look like. So I came with a list of things to, <laughs> nice. to network and find out how can we and, and why would we. Um, and some of those items on that list are um, around some of the features that iSolved offers, such as scheduling. You know, what does that do for us? Um, I have already networked with a few uh, others in the okay. um, event and found out that to be a very good resource. So that's be something we look, we look forward probably to in the Q1 of next year. Yeah. Um, Scheduling's a bear, too. Yeah. Pay, I think payroll's the most complicated thing right. to get right. I think scheduling might be the next most complicated. There's so many variables that go into right, creating a, a, a schedule that works for everyone. Right, especially when you have a credit union with 
you know, 285 employees, and each branch has different hours, yeah. and everyone has different schedules. So there'll be a lot of legwork, but I think it, at the at the end of the day, it'll be worth it. Yeah. And we'll we'll have a lot of benefits from it. Yeah, great. It, it seems like a great partnership. Uh, you feel happy about how things have gone? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I have a great relationship with um, the iSolve team that we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and my partner, Teresa Murray, she does the payroll and benefits, and she also has a great uh, partnership with Payroll them. and Ben, that's the hero here. The, yeah. I, I saw talks about heroes, heroes of <laughs> HR. The payroll manager is the hero. Yeah, And absolutely. the benefits manager is like the sidekick to the hero. <laughs> that's that's absolutely I, right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking a few minutes my to pleasure. tell a little bit of the story of Community First. Southeast Ohio. Did I get that right? Southeast Ohio. Iowa. Iowa. Oh, I thought you said Ohio. Wait, I screwed that up completely. That was probably my bad. Southeast Iowa. Iowa. So what's what's like the town like in Southeast Iowa Southeast that I should Iowa. know? Southeast Iowa. Probably Des Moines. Des Moines. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah it says, it's how, how much I've gotten around in the Midwest. <laughs> I have not spent enough time in Iowa. That's for sure. You're welcome to come anytime and come see me at Sea First. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julie. Great to meet you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is Steve, uh, live from iSolve Connect. 